My name is Amanda Van Annen. Welcome to Beauty and the Beat. Join me and my co-hosts, Betsy Zane and Sophia Brad, as we pierce beyond the beauty myth and get face-to-face with reality. Highs and lows of fashion to the challenges of motherhood, the traumas of life, heartbreak of relationships gone wrong, and how to find purpose and discover your true, authentic self. Hi guys, it's Amanda again, and today I've got Chandra on the show with me, Chandra Lynn. Now, I'm really excited to have Chandra with me because she is a dynamic, dynamic personality. She's a woman that's doing everything and making things happen in her life. Chandra Lynn's grandparents were psychologists, which means transformation runs in her blood. As a certified life and career coach, she is on a mission to inspire people to love life. Prior to embracing this direction as a higher purpose, she earned an MBA from Golden State University in San Francisco. In 1999, she launched an agency called Glow Marketing and has worked with some of the biggest stars and brands in the world, including supermodel Tyra Banks, the Black Eyed Peas, Apple Computers, Mercedes, and many more. Working with celebrities has shown her that even the most famous people struggle to be happy and achieve their life and career goals. In response, she has committed to creating a legacy of helping people transform their lives by overcoming depression, anxiety, losses, and limitations so that they can live a life they love. Now, Chandra is focusing on offering life and career coaching through Glow Living com and her signature online course called Root to Rise. She also co-hosts an online women's circle called Own Your Throne for Women's Empowerment Through Soul Sovereignty. Chandra, welcome to Beauty and the Beat. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I've been looking forward to having you because I've been reading so much about all the amazing stuff you're doing, especially in the field of personal development and business, you know, and I wanted to talk about that because a lot of times on the show, we talk about personal development, but I love the way you're marrying it in with business. So the first question I always ask a lot of the guests is how did you get here from there? Like, how did you decide to go on this journey? What made you not just stay in the business arena and then decide, no, I want to go into personal development and coaching and teach people how to become happy? Oh, that is a great question. Well, you know, in the beginning of the intro, you let everybody know that my grandparents were psychologists. And I was just raised in a world where we talked about, you know, pretty heavy things. And we spent a lot of time, you know, building these life skills. But at a young age, I wasn't really ready to help other people. You know, it made, I'm kind of empathic and it made me very vulnerable. And so I went the direction of business and marketing, you know, kind of going full steam ahead with getting an MBA in marketing and all of that, mainly because to be honest, it, it offered creativity and it offered relationship building and those kind of things, but it was safer than going right to the heart of, you know, what I now look at life being about, which is connection and and growing to our fullest potential. But at the time, I just think I was too young and it it was going into business was a a great framework, you know, ready to go for me to plug into, to learn and be on a path. So it really wasn't until I was in my forties that I decided I was going to embrace my own roots and offer something a lot more, I would say, meaningful to me and, and deeper and more transformative for other people. I definitely feel like I got feedback throughout my entire career that I should be, you know, why didn't I go into psychology? You know, I definitely offered all of my clients so much more than just business consulting. I offered them coaching because I wanted them to, to be the best they could be and achieve the highest level of success. And so really hand in hand to even today, I do both. I do marketing consulting and life and career coaching. So when we talk about marketing, consulting, life and career coaching, if a client came to you and said, I want to start a business, you know, it could be any business and 
this is what the business is about. Obviously, you're helping them market and position their what their product is or whatever. But how do you introduce the subject of themselves and becoming the true authentic representative for that business? Okay, another fabulous question. So here's the thing. I think that the first question back to them is why? You know, why do you want this? Because I think that there's actually three big questions in life. And this is part of some influences that I've had that have taught me this. Life comes down to three questions. What do you want? Why do you want it? And what are you willing to do about it? So if they come to me telling me what they want, I have to go into the second question, which is why. When I understand their why, I can pretty much tell whether it's something that's going to last and whether it has the potential to be successful. Because if they are digging deep and they're going into their true authenticity, their true source of what they were here to do, where they want to build their legacy, how it connects to their higher purpose, then they will be driven to get through the tough times of launching a business. If it's superficial or it's just to make money and it may be a quick uh, scheme in order to, to kind of eventually get onto what they want to do, then it could be a flash in the pan and I'll, I'll coach them to maybe take that next step and go a little bit deeper into their why. And it may end up informing them of a pivot that they want to make in their careers. If I do find out that their why is genuinely passion-based, heartfelt, you know, connecting to their authenticity, then it makes it so much easier for me to market that because I can go to the source of the real, you know, the real reasons why they're doing it. And that will resonate with other people who value the same thing. And so my marketing, everybody knows my marketing is based on authenticity. It's based on connecting with the people that it's meaningful for. It's connecting to providing either a service or a product that is based on something that people need and solves a problem or provides a solution that's genuinely helpful. I'm not somebody that can even market something that's not authentic. So I think that um, what I do coach people on is first, you know, really understanding and, and, it, and it might be even for them to create awareness about why, what their why is. You know, some people don't know why they want to do what they want to do. And when then when they're coached through it, they have the clarity that allows for the, the message to be clear to target the right customers. Okay, so we're talking about customer targeting here. But one thing I wanted to talk about was brand building, because as you know, it's a very difficult thing. And when someone finds out why they're doing something, how do you go about then developing a brand, not only for their business, but for themselves so that they become the true representative of that business? It really comes down to once they understand the why, then it's the essence of what they believe. You know, so a lot of really great brands will lead with what they believe. I believe you can make a huge life transformation in a single second. I believe that when you connect to authenticity, you can be successful because you're going to be on a personal path and mission that will carry you through the hard times. Now, I just made two I believe statements that are really true to my brand Chandra Lynn and Glow Living. And that will resonate with certain people. And those are the people that are my target market. Now we did talk about targeting, but it's because of the messaging and the belief systems and those values that we're able to understand what that brand is even about. So it starts with the why, it starts with the reason for what they do and what they believe. And when we can communicate what we believe, that's the essence of a brand. Well, we can communicate that in different ways. I mean, we can say it verbally. We can show it in a picture. We can have a video about it. You know, then you build all those marketing assets. But it starts with what you believe and why. I agree. But someone might turn around and say to you, I believe in X, Y, Z. But if I start doing that as a business, I'm not going to make money. How do we go around that? Well, then it really gets into what is the problem that it solves. You know, I mean, I think that, yeah, if somebody is coming out with something that they believe and, you know, they want to do it because they think it's cool or they like it from their own life, but it doesn't really serve a need of others. 
doesn't solve a problem, then that would be the second coaching point where I would call attention to that and say, well, so what is it going to do? And then and how, and what is your brand promise? You know, what is it offering that goes beyond what other people are offering and how does it solve the problem of the customer in a way that's unique and impactful? So that would, yeah, I would say that would probably be the second part of building the brand. You know, the first is getting to the essence of the whys and the, you know, what it stands for and everything. And the second is the brand promise. What is it going to do? What is it going to solve? And how is it different? If someone came to you and said, I have an idea for X, Y, Z. I know where to get it from or buy it from or whatever. I have an idea for a website. I have an idea for this, that, that. Is what you do then help them put it together? Like help them put the whole plan together to give them the whole vision? Yes. I refer to that as integrated marketing. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at all the different aspects of what it's going to take to start with a, a strategy that's based on these things we're talking about, the brand pillars, the whys and the promise and all of this kind of thing. And then looking at how it can be rolled out in a way that people that you want to reach are going to resonate with it. So yes, putting together the plan based on that strategy of what they need to do to get it there. So it can be all the building blocks of it, you know, building with their visual branding, building their website and their videos and their, you know, everything based on the pillars of their brand, but also the four now five, six P's of marketing. There's so many new ways of delivering marketing these days, but with social media and yeah. website. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, you're giving them the great thing is they're just not going to a marketing agency because they're getting this personal development life coaching yes. through Glow Living. Yeah. So this is what I found really, really interesting with this, because even though I've been an entrepreneur all my life, I've started several businesses and I've had times when I needed someone like you, but I couldn't find someone like that because most people are just business coaches. So they would either tell you, oh, you need to do some marketing. You need to do some this, but they're not really looking at your personal development side of things and marrying the two together. And personal development plays a huge part in business because you are the business owner. You are the entrepreneur and you are going to go through a lot of valleys and highs and lows and it can cause anxiety and depression and feeling like you can't do it so Chandra like whilst we're talking about that I wanted to ask you about your Roots to Rise you know program right so Roots to Rise is a signature program that I created it's based on a framework I developed that's all nature-based wisdom and universal truth. So it should be approachable to everybody. doesn't matter what religion you're from or what background or, or uh, region of the world you live in. It should be based on a uh, kind of a very approachable methodology for helping you do a few things. Now, it's an online course and it starts with your roots, so it's looking at those value systems. It's figuring out how to balance these different areas of your life. So what I call the roots are really the value areas of your life, your health and fitness, your career, your relationship, your family, and your friends. And what we do in that part of the program is do an evaluation process to understand how well you're meeting your needs in these different areas and how well you're balancing them because live work balance is so important. Um, an example of that is if you're sick. So if your health is not good, how much are you able to really give to others? How much are you able to build a career? So you may be in a situation where you're just having to really focus in on your own health in that kind of scenario, or maybe you've, you're doing great and everything, but you know, you're super focused on work and some of your relationships are suffering because you know, you're, you're so focused on work, you're not giving in other areas. So those are just two quick examples, but the program has a methodology that allows you to evaluate your root system, balance those roots for the sole purpose of building your strong foundation for your life to be able to rise from. Because what happens is we start out as young people with all these hopes and dreams for our life. And when we reach midlife, if we haven't accomplished them all, we can feel really disappointed. But the, the thing is, is that it's not that we're not capable of reaching them. It's just that somewhere in the root system, we got stuck. You know, it's stuck with the, the live work balance or in, in one or more of the roots. 
We have to unstick those roots, unblock them so that we can even have the expectation to rise and reach goals and accomplishments. And so that leads me to the second part of the course, which is called Rise. And it's really about connecting in with a higher purpose and building goals and aspirations that, you know, help you build that as a legacy for your life. You know, it's helping you build a bucket list life, you know, start living that life that you that you want so that you can start feeling progress. And I believe that when we feel progress, it brings us joy. And that's what helps create love of life. But we're, if we're stuck in the roots or we're not clear about where we're going and what we're tapping into that gives us a higher mission, then we're not feeling that full expression of joy. So that's what Root to Rise does. It helps you unblock and get unstuck from anything holding you back in your root system to build this strong and stable foundation so that you can rise from that and build a legacy. So this can be in your career. It could be as a, as a person that's raising a family, you know, whatever's important to you. And it's just a personal growth exploration for that. And then there's a, there's a tactical side of once you're clear on that, you know, what you're going to do to get there. So it kind of goes back to that third question after you've answered the what you want to be when you grow up and why you want to be it, then what are you going to do about it? And then I help them put together a plan for that. And it's more action oriented and more practical in nature. Mm. That's really, really interesting. At the moment, everyone's going through so many challenges in business in finance and a lot of stuff due to COVID-19. Looking at, you know, your Route to Rise program and stuff, what advice would you have for people, you know, like business owners that are like waiting for stimulus or waiting for government funding? Um, Their business is closing down. They don't know what to do. What would be the best thing they could do? I mean, it might not be the only thing, but something that could help ease the anxiety and help focus. Yeah, that is so important right now because what's happening is that, Our need for security is what's being threatened from this. And what happens is when, you know, you're thinking about all the aspirational stuff of what you want to do and things, it becomes less important. It takes a backseat to what you need to do to secure your finances and your family life and, and whatnot. And so people are kind of willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that that stays secure through, you know, these challenging times. So what I would say is, that it's a good time to look at what it means to feel secure for you. It's very different for everybody. There are some people who getting that stimulus check would give them the security to you know march on. There's other people who need a couple million dollars in the bank to feel secure. So there's a broad spectrum and it's really good to start with knowing what that is for you. How much do you need? And that can start with simply creating a budget and seeing what your bottom line is, what is your break even? It's a bit practical, but it's like, what actually do you need? Because what happens is our irrational fears come into play and we may think we actually need more than we do to feel safe. So to have that reality check of what do we actually need, then at least you can base your plan on reality and not on on fear. Because I think that a lot of times people can make things worse than they actually are because fear will grow and take hold during these kind of challenging times. So they need true data points. You know, what is it that's going to help them to break even? What do they actually need? And start there because how we're brought up, like I was brought up by depression era grandparents and they had a kind of what I call a not enough syndrome. Nothing ever seemed to be enough and they'd always save things for a rainy day. My grandfather would wear these threadbare white V-neck T-shirts and everybody would give him new T-shirts thinking that's what he needed for his gifts. But he would just take this pack of T-shirts and put them in a drawer and save them and continue to wear the threadbare ones because he was raised with needing to, you know, pack away those resources for hard times. And so when we look at our upbringing and how that's carried over generationally, we can start to get to the root of that. But to answer your question more succinctly, knowing that about ourselves, creating those awarenesses and then saying, okay, what's reality? What do we actually need can help you address that security need? Because until that security need is fulfilled, 
it's very difficult to move on to the other needs. I'm not sure if you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. Um, I've studied another type of needs uh, or an adaption to those human needs through Anthony Robbins and Chloe Madonna's. And in my Root to Rise program, I've adapted the needs even further. So I'm really into human needs and how we get those met. But when we're stuck in that need for security, it's very hard to think about the other things. So I would say, figure out what it is that makes you feel secure from your own personal situation and try not to let fear get in the way. Yeah, that's very interesting because fear is a really big thing. Because as humans, I believe we create fears about everything and then we get anxious. And then once we get anxious, it just leads it from one thing to the other, to the next. (laughs) And everything just keeps on rolling in itself. Now, Chandra, you've worked with famous clients, celebrities, thought leaders, business leaders. A particular person I'm interested in is Tyra Banks. I want to tell you you to tell the audience about that opportunity and how that happened. It's a good segue because I think that when we're presented with certain opportunities in life, you know, we can create fears around it. We can create fears that maybe we're not good enough. You know, maybe I'm not good enough to to work for Tyra Banks. You know, I think that fear is something that luckily did not get in the way of that opportunity, but that I certainly had to overcome. So a quick uh, background on that. I got a LinkedIn message. This is actually a LinkedIn success story from a man who, uh, Michael Salort, who I love dearly, who reached out about my marketing and branding services and said he was impressed with it, wanted to hear more. And eventually he told me he was working as the acting chief CEO of Bankable Enterprises. Now, I did not know this guy at all. I just, you know, had a a LinkedIn conversation with him and he invited me to come from California to New York to meet with Tyra to present branding and website development for Tyra.com. And so I um, had to do a little reconnaissance mission, look him up, make sure he was legit because on my own dime and with my own authority, I was going to need to get myself to New York um, to have this meeting. And I had no idea what was going to be waiting for me on the other side. So I heard a little bit more about, yes, Bankable Enterprises is at that location address that he gave me, you know, all those kind of safety checks. And I just went for it, you know, and I jumped on that plane and it was pretty phenomenal that within 24 hours, I was sitting at a big table with a bunch of people and in walks Tyra Banks. And I can tell you, I was worried about what I was wearing. I was worried about my presentation. I was worried about being good enough and all of those kind of things. But there was something in me that said, you know, you only live once. This could be huge for your career. You've got to go for it. And if you fail, at least you tried, right? So in the process of meeting her, I definitely had to go through that. And what was amazing was she came in wearing the same color palette that I was wearing and noticed it, that we were twinsies. And I proceeded to give a 51-page presentation, a keynote, you know, on what I thought she should do with her brand and her website you know, taking all these risks because of trying to tell Tyra Banks what I thought she should do to take herself to the next level without really knowing her was was risky in itself. And somehow at the end of it, she liked it and I got the job and I worked for her for quite a while. So I I managed Tyra.com and I did brand building for a lot of her women empowerment stuff that she was doing with Beauty Inside and Out. And I helped her with her Model Land book and a number of other things for her. I was a bit of her secret weapon. In fact, I even helped her get a trademark for her name in case she wanted to come out with a makeup line. And it just seemed like whatever they were throwing at me, I was rising to the challenge and and, uh, making it happen. That's such, 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 you know, an amazing opportunity. And it's a perfect example of how we should just go for things, right? Obviously, you did the homework. You checked to make sure these people were real, not just some random people from LinkedIn, and you went for it. And when you went in there, you did not, I mean, obviously, you probably had a bit of anxiety, but it didn't show, you know, like what I mean. You just did what, you know, you came from a true authentic place. 
thank you for recognizing that because that's where it came from was so believing in what I was working to do. You know, I was really looking and ready for an opportunity to, to do what I do on a bigger level. You know, I think I was seeking that out and that's what was attracted ultimately. And yeah, and the universe brought it in your fair and you just went for it and that is one of the most amazing stories and so anyone listening out there it is possible people do contact people on linkedin even (laughs) (laughs) i think you know it it is so much about being authentic on linkedin you know linkedin is first of all it's changed not to make this a linkedin case study but it has changed and we're getting a lot of sales messages on linkedin now so I would recommend that whatever you do, don't get too seduced into using those bots and all these quick fix solutions to to reaching people on LinkedIn. Come from, you know, your authentic place, connect with the people that you really think are going to be valuable to you. And when you're messaging them, let them know why, you know, be as truthfully authentic as you can, because it will show through. It definitely will look different than a lot of the sales messages they're getting. And that can create opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, I get sales messages, tons of them every day. And to be honest, Mm -hmm. I don't even read them. This morning, I had to text this woman back and say, please stop messaging me because she, it was almost like a threat. She had sent me a few messages asking me, about CBD or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just ignore them because I'm not, I don't sell CBD. I don't, you know. And then I got this message this morning actually going, um, this is the last time I'm going to send you a message about this. If you're not injured, I was like, huh? So I had to find, I finally, the first time I wrote back and I just said, listen, I don't do anything to do with CBD. Leave me alone. And that's the problem with sales messages. They can get really annoying sometimes, especially when they do, the subject doesn't relate to what you do. Exactly. And I think that, you know, if people take the time to really think through their strategy, then they may find that it's not as much because I'm sure that people are going to come to me and say, yeah, but it's so much easier to do a mass message. How can I do this with just one at a time? And I'm not saying don't do a, you know, a mass message type of thing. It's just that for the people you really, really value the connection with, show that respect and give them the time that and the energy that they, that's due to create a relationship that's built on that foundation of authenticity. And I think that the response will, will come back. Even if they're not interested, they may see that you're coming from a genuine place and give you the respect back to let you know where they stand. Talking about authenticity, how do you teach people to be authentic? Because authenticity comes, apart from authenticity coming across in the brand, also, you know, it has to come across in themselves when they talk to their audience or when they are at a conference or how do you teach them how to be authentic? It's definitely a complex thing. Some people just naturally know what they stand for, what they believe in, they're clear about it. And other people have had, I think the root of it, I talk a lot about the roots, but the root of it, it comes back to how they had to behave in childhood in order to show up for somebody a certain way to get approval or attention. An example is, you know, say, for example, you had to be the funny comedian to get, you know, you had to have your friends be proud or your family be proud of you and bring you in to entertain their friends or something. And then you got all this positive reinforcement for being funny, you know, or maybe it was because you were really good at athletics or sports, or maybe because you're so pretty and you they doll you up and you'd be the pretty girl. You know, there's a lot of different ways that we've had to show up to get approval from people that was somewhat subconscious when we were children. And now as adults, we are have to update, you know, what it really means to be authentic and to offer our gifts. So I first start by having people look at who who they have had to be in their life for different people so that they really understand where that those aspects of themselves came from. And then we can explore more about who we truly are when we don't have to feel judged by anybody. And I have a, actually a free online course I offer called Connecting to Authenticity that has a worksheet that you know takes them through this. So it's a little bit more structured to help them with that process. But I definitely think looking back at who we've had to be and those are aspects of ourselves. We may truly be funny. We may be truly, you know, beautiful when, when, you know, 
in the way we look, we may be great at sports, whatever those things are. But um, that's why I arrived at this idea that we are all multifaceted diamonds and we have different facets of ourselves that we put in the sun and different facets of ourselves that we keep in the shadows. And to be truly authentic, we have to decide what facets of ourselves we're going to be able to be vulnerable enough to show and put in the sun when we're talking to different people in our lives. And the reason I mention that is because there's appropriateness that we have to think through. We're not going to be everything to everybody. We're not going to be, you know, super emotional, you know, when we're in business and we're not going to be super businessy in our romantic relationships. So there's appropriateness when we do understand our different facets, then we can have more consciousness about which facets we're willing to share and show to people, depending on who they are for us in our lives and what, you know, appropriate to communicate about ourselves. And, you know, one thing I always think about authenticity is I always say with authenticity also comes letting go, because I think sometimes what happens is people want to please everybody. So they can't be who they are. Not that they can't, they just don't want to be who they are because they're trying to please everybody. And sometimes when you're your authentic self, some people just are not going to like you or may not like that. And that's why I said, and you have to be prepared to let go of that. You have to be prepared to let those people go. Like, because I believe when you're authentic, you will attract your, people will be attracted to you and you will attract your tribe, people that appreciate you, people that like what you have to offer, people that want to be with you on that journey, people that want to, you know, make sure you succeed. They will be in your corner. But I also feel like lack of authenticity can be a disservice to yourself because nobody really knows who you are. So they don't really buy into you because they're just like, yeah, she's a nice girl or he's a nice guy and that's it. But when your true authentic self comes out, you build your own tribe. I believe that a hundred percent. We are completely in alignment on that one. And what I was thinking about while you were talking was this idea that So I work with a lot of people who want to make some changes in their life. They're going through some kind of transformation. What was true to them may not be working anymore. You know, it could be, say, for example, a career path that they were on that they just decided, you know what, I don't want to be that anymore. You know, maybe they were raised thinking that their value system was they needed to be an accountant or a doctor or a lawyer. And that was what was valued in their in their family. And they worked towards it. And then after earning that degree and being in that job for a while, they may be like, what I really, really, really want to do is work with children or, you know, something totally different. And so they're going through a, what I call a career pivot. It can happen in a relationship too. They may actually have engaged in a relationship at a young age with someone. And as they've grown and developed, they may not feel that that partner fits them anymore. And they're having to make a very difficult life decision of, you know, going through a breakup. So many of us in our path, our journey to connecting to our authenticity are recognizing that, you know, we may need to shed skins, you know, at different times. And that might mean that relationships or ways that we're connecting with people aren't going to be the same anymore. And uh, I have two actually metaphors for that. One is a rocket ship. When we're really clear on where we're going and we're on our rise, it's like a rocket that's going up into space. And by nature of the rocket going into the atmosphere, pieces have to break off in order for it to fly. And sometimes things have to, like you said, be let go of. And that can be a painful process. It's not easy to let go of everything that needs to be let go of in order to fly. But sometimes we're carrying around things that are just no longer authentic to us, no longer in alignment with our path. And they and we have to allow them to release, to shed, to break away, whatever you, you want to call it. Um, the second thing is what I call my intimacy ladder. It's part of the Root to Rise course where our relationships have to change in terms of their expectation and our position, the position they have on our ladder of you know, intimacy or relationship ladder. And sometimes we might find that we have somebody really who's been dear to us, say a bestie, you know, we're two single women and we're, you know, together every day and going out every night. And then one of us gets in a relationship 
that changes the whole dynamic of the friendship and we're not necessarily available anymore. We, you know, and that can be hurtful to the other person. I'm just using a scenario, but what has to happen in this relationship ladder is not throwing that friend all the way off the ladder and like, I can never be friends with them anymore. Instead, it's looking at changing the expectations through, you know, kind of renegotiating the friendship and what it's based on and what we can and can expect from each other and having that conscious communication with the other person to make sure that whatever expectations you have had are spoken and agreed to so that they're not based on hidden expectations that we're just getting disappointed about. So I think that that authenticity that we talked about is a very complex topic because there are losses and changes that we have to make along the way as we grow on our journey and as we rise. Yeah. And I think that was really important because you were talking about relationships, which is something we haven't really talked about a lot. And how, firstly, I liked what you were talking about, because when you talked about people having a friend and one person gets into a relationship and then the other one feels ignored, I feel like that comes from both sides because I just feel like especially for us as women, we've all had a friend who whenever she gets into a relationship, which she just disappears. We all know that person. We all have one person like that in our life that just disappears. And, you know, I've come to the stage of my life where I understand it. You know, I'm, I have a friend, she disappears when she has a relationship. I get that's her behavior, right? But what I do to take responsibility for myself is I then let, because when she comes out of that relationship, she'll be back trying to be your bestie, right? So I then let her know that, listen, you know, I make it clear, like, I mean, I don't mind if you disappear, but at least keep in touch. Let me know you're okay, you know, like, because when it happens to me, if I'm in a relationship, I still call my friend because I know they're sensitive, you know, we have to have an awareness of other people around us rather than being selfish. It's also being aware of other people's emotions, right? So I still call my friend. I'm like, oh, would you like to join us for dinner? Sometimes it might be even against my boyfriend. You know, he might think like, why do you always invite her? But, you know, I try to make sure that they're still integrated as good friends become your family, kind of. And you can't ditch them to the corner every time you meet a guy or a girl and then you're like oh it's not working out high so we have to also respect our friendships and all that type of stuff i think it's so much about being able to talk openly to your friends about what they truly need from you while you're in a relationship and what or at any time i mean really and then asking if they're open to receiving what you're looking for. You know, we don't necessarily take the time, the same amount of time with our friends that we do a romantic partner to negotiate things out and and tell, talk about our needs. So when we do, then I think it can just, you know, create really lifelong friendships. You know, it's like, what do you need from me? Do you need me to just listen? Do you need me to give you feedback and advice? Do you need you me to just hold you? You know, what's going on? And I think that we can make a lot of assumptions for people, you know, oh, they would need this. And I think we can save ourselves a lot of kind of guesswork and we can get to the heart of what really makes them feel loved when we ask them what they need to feel that way. It might surprise us. It might be that they say, well, I actually just, you know, we're the kind of people that can just pick up where we left off anytime. I just, you know, like to hear from you once a month. You know, or you might find a friend that's like, I really need to see you and connect with you, you know, on a weekly basis or a friend that might be going through something and say, can you text me every day right now? I'm just feeling like I need to have a lifeline. So I think that we won't know that unless we ask. And I invite everybody listening to just think about their relationships that are important to them and think about how long has it been since they had a conversation about needs you know, what their partner needs, what their friends need, because they may be actually running themselves ragged, trying to meet needs that may or may not really exist. It may actually be less than less doing than you think it would be, because sometimes people just need to know that you care about meeting their needs, whether you actually have to do anything or not. Knowing that you care and you want to know might feed their soul just enough and you running around and having to 
make them dinner and meet them out and everything else. Yeah. Whilst you were talking about that, something came to mind as you were talking about that. And I thought, and it's a question I want to ask you, what does someone that's in the rat race, fully entrenched in the rat race, working nine to five, wanting to start their own business, doesn't even have time to sit down at a computer and, or, you know, put a business plan together or anything because life is that crazy for them. You know, they're working, they have kids. What would you be your advice? How do they start? You know, like, what would they do? Where do they start? You know? Well, so a lot of times we have to start by asking ourselves, why are we busying ourselves so much? Because there's a reason why you're driving yourself. It may be because of this need for financial security. And they're like, well, I'm just going to do everything I can to make money right now. So then it gets back to that earlier conversation we were having about, well, how much do you actually need? And then you can ask yourself, well, what other needs do you have? Because we need to start to prioritize those needs because we just can't do everything at once. That's boiling the ocean. It's trying to do it all. And I have a, that came from a, a, one of my really great friends, Cynthia. Whenever I talk to her about this overwhelm, she's always like, stop trying to boil the ocean. Get down to what is really important to you. And what need are you serving? Are you If you're serving that need for security, then yeah, a lot of other things start to, to go. But if you start to look at, well, what other needs you have, you know, you need to have the connection to your friends. You need to have the connection to your romantic relationship, you need to feel like your health and fitness is a priority. You know, we have all these competing needs. So I think it becomes really important to stop at least long enough to ask yourself, why are you driving yourself? What need is that serving? What other needs are getting ignored that are truly important to you? And then finding a way to reprioritize those needs so that you can look at serving them at higher and more healthy levels. So if you're running yourself ragged and your health becomes compromised, guess what? You're no longer going to be available to meet those expectations. So then you have to say, well, I've got to prioritize my health in there. Or if you say, you know, I'm looking at potentially getting a divorce because I just, I can't spend time on my relationship then guess what? You're not going to be worried about your career if you're in the middle of a divorce. So instead of going to those extremes of getting sick or going through a divorce, you could slow it down long enough to look at your needs, how they're getting met, and come up with strategies for serving those needs at healthy levels to maintain more of a balance. But it will take somewhat of a pause to evaluate that. And that's what the Roots portion of the Root to Rise course will help people do. So it's really about finding what your needs are and then trying to like write them down and then, you know, balance them out so that you can. Yeah. And the reason for the course is only because I have built frameworks to quickly do that. Now I, because I've done it so many times, I can understand the levels that I'm meeting my needs in my different root areas like that. I can run through them and know exactly where I'm at and I can say, oh, I've been so busy. I haven't been focusing on growth. And so I'm feeling this need to go explore and adventure in the world and have more variety and more growth. But I can't do that because I'm stuck at my desk on Zoom calls. You know, so usually when you get a lot of one need being met, other needs start to cry for attention. I see. So I see. as you build more security, you might find that you have a need for variety and uncertainty like traveling and, and doing other things, or as you feel like you have the need for, I mean, the, uh, you're fulfilling your need for, you know, love and connection. Maybe you can now venture out and fulfill more of a need for your intimacy and your romantic life. You know, there, there's a balance, a give and take with all these needs, and we have to constantly be a- assessing them. So my framework basically just teaches you that. So you could quickly do it. I know exactly my five roots that need to be balanced. I know exactly what levels I'm meeting all of those needs at any given time. So I can make adjustments. Is it, It's pretty practical, actually. Mm-hmm. So what were, the, what were the five roots again? Okay, so your health, because remember, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything left to give to your career and your relationships. Your romantic partner, if you're not in a romantic partnership, then it's a great time to look at self-care and self-love. 
because it starts with ourselves and our relationship to ourselves. So we may have a need for focusing on that. Then it's our family life. So whether we're parents or whether we're focused on siblings and, and or um, our parents or whatever's going on with that. I know at my age, I'm 50, you know, there's a focus potentially on caring for elders, you know, and I have a son, so I'm caring for my son. So there's a lot to balance just in that family route. These roots are just umbrellas for lots of things, right? And then there's the career route. So where am I at with my career? And I say career over job or work because I'm, I'm looking at our career to have meaning and be more than just a job. And then the last one is our friends. And we talked a little bit about friends and expectations and that ladder of our relationships and how we manage our expectations around those. So those are the five. And then within those five, we're managing basically six human needs. Every one of them is being driven by the needs that we have. And so we, if we understand them, and I can tell you quickly what those are, our security. And when we feel secure, you know, that can, that's our real foundation. So that's a right now, especially with the pandemic and everything going on, that security need may be taking over in all of your root areas. There's uncertainty and variety. So sometimes when we're feeling pretty secure, that's when we want to start to have more spice in our life and we want more variety or we might welcome a little bit more change. Then we have the needs of our of the self, which is whether we feel significant in this world, how if we feel like what we're focusing on and what we contribute is important. And then we have the needs of intimacy with others. So that intimacy of having those relationships, that's really our, our need to feel loved and connected. And then we have a need to grow. And then we have a need to, the final one is transcendence, which is when we're transcending our own needs to be able to help and be of service to others. So my program actually looks at all those needs and how we're doing that in each of our root areas. And it provides this beautiful matrix for us to quickly adjust what we're doing to serve our needs at very high and very healthy levels throughout our life. And that's what creates the balance. Yeah. And, and I think that's so important. I wish people could learn this in school because, you know, if you start live knowing what you need, then you just don't start doing things randomly and then find out that, you know, you're not happy or any of these type of things. So I think that's great. I mean, now if people wanted to contact you or do one of your courses, how would they go about doing it? Well, first I want people to, I want to invite people to learn what their top driving need is right now. And I think that's <laughs> a really cool thing to learn about yourself, like right off the bat. And so I have a free quiz on glowliving.com. You just take the quiz and that will result in your top, I call it hidden, there are hidden forces, right? We're not always aware of our needs, but they are at work in all of our decisions. And so when we are conscious about them and we know it's driving us, we can make great decisions and great decisions equal a great life. So start by taking the quiz to learn your top driving need, and it will give you a result and a little video that I created that just explains, goes into depth more about what that, what these needs, you know, that particular need is. And then you'll get some emails that give you the videos for the other needs. So then you'll know all six of them. And that's really the basis for my course. And then if they feel like they want to take the course, then they can, they can sign up um, through glowliving.com. And um, I'm running actually a 75% off special right now just to help people through the pandemic. And um, in fact, anybody who's listening right now, I, I'm just really feeling called to offer the Roots part of this course for free. So I'll provide you a promo code just for your listeners okay. to give them the Roots course for free. They'll learn the value systems, the, value, the root areas, the value systems, and the needs, and they'll be able to balance it all by the end of the course. And it's a, it's a video-based course that I personally guide them through. So I'll, I'll just give you a code for, the, for your listeners to do that for free. Yeah. So everyone, you hear that I will be giving a code. I will be putting it in the description. And also if you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, I will put it in the description. So you should go to the description of this show, this episode, and you will find the promo code there. If you're listening on Facebook, I will write it in the description. And if it's on Instagram, you can see it on our page for the promo code. And, you know, it'll be, you know, you can also take the free is it a needs like survey? It's a 
quiz. It's super fast, nine questions, and it'll give you your top driving need right now. And keep in mind, our needs change. You know, right now we might find more security needs coming up. In the future, we might really find that, you know, we're more into, you know, transcendence and giving to other people. I mean, there's different needs at different times, you know, that are appropriate. So start by taking the quiz so that you can find out your need right now. And then, you know, the rest will follow. You'll, it's either going to resonate with you or it's not. But I think it is based on, on human needs psychology, uh, yoga philosophy, nature-based wisdom, and universal truth. It is not, there's no, you know, religious background or anything Mm -hmm. like that. You have to subscribe to. It's really for everybody. And I feel like everybody will benefit, especially right now when we're feeling overwhelmed, we're needing to understand what to focus on and where to put our energy and our priorities. I'm just feeling really called to give this away to help people right now. I mean, it's 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 the biggest gift that I can think to offer. And it's kind of the, the way that I can make the most difference right now. So I would love, I'd love for people to do it. Yeah, thank you so much. And don't forget, guys, Chandra also helps, you know, with not only personal development, it's also business development. So if you've got a project or an idea that you've been thinking about for years, you're trying to put it together, you're trying to think about your branding and marketing and advertising, and it's all too much. And it's all like, all like, you know, you know, the right person to call, go to glowliving.com where you'll be inspired. And, you know, you can, she'll really help you hone in on what you need to be doing to make your dream possible, to help you make your dream possible. And so rather than sitting in anxiety at home and being anxious and thinking it's not possible, this is the lady to call that will help you make everything possible. Thank you so much. You know, I just have to say that a big reason why I'm still doing marketing is because of the security need, right? I want people to be successful so that then they can rise even above that financial success and start to give their gifts out in the world to reach that level of transcendence that helps the other people on this planet. So that's what my goal is. I want people to live their best life. I want them to love their life in the process because I know it's not always easy to do that. I'm not a Pollyanna person. I know things are hard. So I built these tools to bring life coping skills into the world as my gift that I hope to leave behind as my legacy. Thank you so much, Chandra. And thank you for coming on Beauty thank and Beat. So it's been much. great having <laughs> you. I mean, it's so inspiring, like the whole thing about how you can marry your authenticity with your business and find what your needs are. And it just helps you as an entrepreneur and as a person, just stay focused and less anxious and more positive, which is what we all need in these times, right? Absolutely. And it's a deep, rich topic. We could talk all day. I know, right? and I know there's so much more. I'd love to come back anytime and Definitely. talk to, to people or talk to them one-on-one. I'm, I'm totally available and open and I cannot wait to meet more of your listeners and to continue connection with you. Thank you so much, Chandra. Thank you. Thank you. So everyone, you know where to find Chandra, glowliving.com. You can also find her on Instagram, right? Yep, Glow Living. Glow Living. At Glow Living. At Glow Living. So follow her on Instagram to get, you know, inspired. And until next time, see you soon. Bye.